0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. This is right after Jesus washes his disciples' feet and tells John, effectively, that Judas is the one who is going to betray Jesus. And the way he tells John is by saying, the one I give this morsel of bread to is the one who's going to betray me. As soon as Judas takes the morsel of bread, Satan enters him. Judas gets up and leaves to go do what he is going to do. And we pick it up in verse 31. But before we do that, that, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. Verse 31. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. So Jesus being glorified is tied to his death. And John says that Jesus said this after Judas went out. I wonder if it isn't so sort of like Jesus saying, guys, I just told you that somebody in this room is going to betray me. And at a minimum, John knows who it is. But even though this stuff is going to happen in the near future that's going to be very bad, make no mistake, I'm going to be glorified by my Father. He's going to be glorified by me. And this is all according to his plan. Verse 33, little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I think Jesus is ultimately talking about going back to heaven to be with his father after he dies and rises again. And he's not saying that they can't come someday, but they can't come now. Another place they can't come with him is through his betrayal and arrest, his beating, his crucifixion. No, this is a burden that Jesus is going to have to bear alone. Nobody can share that burden with him. It's the burden he came to bear that only he can sufficiently bear. His disciples can't go through it with him, and they can't go to heaven right after Jesus' resurrection and ascension either. Parenthetically, I'm familiar with a friend who's coming to the end of their life this could be said of my friend where that person is going i can't go it's not my time yet it is their time and there's something very sad about that from a human perspective but from an eternal perspective for those of us that know jesus christ that trust him that have received him and believed in his name we're going to the same place it's just a matter of when and before long whether we die tomorrow or in 10 years or in 90 years, we're going to be there together. And there will be no sadness, no mourning, no weeping. And that's an inspiring and comforting thought for me as I think about my friend who knows Jesus getting ready to die. Verse 34. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So this is a massive statement that Jesus leaves them with at the end of this passage. Not only that they're to love one another, but they're to do it as he did it to them. And there's a lot at stake because this is the hallmark that is going to cause people to know that they are Jesus' disciples. Now, we don't have near enough time to do a survey of what it means to love one another according to Scripture. But let me just generally tell you this. What it means to love one another according to Scripture is very different from what it means to love one another according to our culture. Yes, there might be some overlap, but these are two very different kinds of love. I didn't do a lot of study because it would have been endless, but Here are some things that scripture says about loving one another. One passage says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down their life for a friend. This is a self sacrificial love, a love that puts others above ourselves. And it's in the pattern of Jesus Christ who laid down his life for his friends. 1 Corinthians 13 is a chapter that's all about love. And in that text, a couple of things Paul says is that love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. If we cross the page from our text, tonight, and I'm going to do one whole devotion on this verse, but to give you a teaser, chapter 14 of John, verse 21 says this, Whoever has my commands and keeps them, he is the one who loves me. So, biblical love involves keeping the commands of Jesus, adhering to God's design for our lives. We get this message from the culture that love is this schmarmy, fluffy, always feel good, always uplifting, always affirming of whatever anyone wants to do or whoever anyone. Anyone wants to be. The differences between love according to our culture and love according to our Bible are virtually endless. And I'm going to step out and take a risk with this next statement, but we're in the middle of Pride Month right now. It's a month that is set aside to celebrate the LGBTQ community. And if you live where I live, you see signs once in a while that say, love is love. And the idea being conveyed is that whether somebody is in love with or married to or having intercourse with somebody of their same sex or not, as long as they love each other, love is love. And we should endorse that Except when you explore scripture on this topic It's very clear There's a certain design that God has in scripture for marriage There's a certain design with which he made men and women And to live outside that design is sin The cultural message behind love is love is one of absolute tolerance, total acceptance of any kind of lifestyle that might possibly exist, as long as these people, quote, love each other. But this definition of cultural love that biblical Christians are bullied into is way out of line with the biblical definition of love. That's not to say that people in the LGBTQ community are a lost cause. That's not to say they can't be forgiven of their sin by putting their faith in Christ the same way I've been forgiven of my sin by putting my faith in Christ. Christ. But I'm using a relevant cultural example to make it clear that anything the world calls love isn't necessarily biblical love, the kind of love that Jesus is calling his disciples to here. And there is a way, friend, for Christians to, on one hand, love in a way that does not rejoice in wrongdoing, love in a way that upholds the truth, and at the same time, love in a way that is genuinely kind and compassionate toward people who are in sin. Sin of all kinds. Yes, the world will take notice and people will know that we are Jesus' disciples when we love one another in some of the ways that come to our mind the quickest when we think about what it means to love one another, like sacrificing ourselves for others or being patient and compassionate with someone who's hard to love. But I think they'll especially take notice when we, on one hand, hold to our biblical convictions while, on the other hand, still genuinely loving people who disagree with those or even slander those or who live out of step with those. That's the kind of love that people who who don't know Christ, frankly, can't pull off. And it's the kind of love that we need to put on display more and more, especially in the cases where it's hardest to do so. Come back for more next time. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast podcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 daily dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions: the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.